0: oh man, like I'm doing all these marketing things and I'm social media this and you know, I'm TikToking that and all these different and I'm like, how much time are you working on your podcast? Because you know, if you wanna be a social media expert, that's great and you should do that. But if you want to be a podcaster, how much time are you working having a better podcast? Because you can bring as many earballs to your podcast as possible. And if your podcast sucks, none of it matters because nobody's gonna listen, nobody's gonna subscribe, nobody's gonna recommend it to their friends. So before anything, make a better podcast.
1: Are you ready to become a world-class interviewer, stand out with your podcast and create an incredible audio experience for your listeners so that they keep coming back to your show and become raving fans? Welcome to the Podcast Interview Mastery, a weekly interview show where you will hear world-class podcast hosts and interviewers share their stories, tips, and strategies on how to become a master interviewer and hone your craft as a host. Are you ready to boost your confidence and inspire the masses? If so, buckle up, my friend, because this podcast will show you how. I'm your host, Tibor Noj, founder and host of the top-ranked Mindset Horizon podcast. Welcome, my friend, back to the podcast interview mastery show. I'm super grateful for you tuning into this podcast today. I really hope that today's episode is going to be highly valuable to you. But before we dive in, I wanted to mention that I've created a Facebook group called the Podcast Interview Nation Community, where we can support each other along the way to the top. If you feel inspired to join this community of dedicated podcast hosts who are serious about their show and aiming to become world-class, join the community at MindsetHorizon.com forward slash interview nation. That's again MindsetHorizon.com forward slash interview nation. I'm more than excited to welcome you and connect with you in the Facebook group. And now let me introduce today's guest. So today I'm joined by none other than the legendary John Lee Dumas, who is the host of Entrepreneurs on Fire, an award-winning podcast where he interviews inspiring entrepreneurs who are truly on fire. With over 2,500 episodes, 1 million plus listens a month, and 7 figures of annual revenue, GLD is just getting started. At the beginning of today's episode, we talk about how John came up with the legendary EO Fire interview flow at the beginning of his podcasting journey and what excited him about asking the questions he asked in his interviews. We talk about what John did to become a better interviewer and how he developed his interview flow over the years. We dive deeper into the most important skills he felt he needed to improve to become a better interviewer, and he talks about the importance of listening and curiosity. In the middle of the episode, John shares when he felt he became confident as an interviewer and better at listening. We discuss why many podcasters make the mistake of focusing on marketing their shows without working on their craft first and creating quality content for their listeners. Closer to the end, we talk about how John managed to create a daily show for five and a half years, how he prepares for interviews, and the one skill he realized was working very well, and he doubled down on that as a host and interviewer. If you want to find out more about today's guest, then check out the free resources, interview tips, book recommendations, and detailed show notes. Simply head over to our website, MindsetHorizon.com forward slash interview, That's, again, MindsetHorizon.com forward slash interview. And so without any further ado, let's welcome today's incredible guest. Hi, John, and welcome to the podcast Interview Mastery Show.
0: Tibor, I love the topic. I love the focus. I love the niche. I am fired up to be here.
1: Thank you so much. I was super excited to prepare for this conversation. Uh, One of my best preparations I wanted to talk about topics that you don't usually talk about. So first off, I wanted to focus on your evolution as a podcast host and interviewer. And I wanted to start at the very beginning with your legendary EO Fire interview flow. So how did you develop this interview flow in the beginning?
0: Well, first off, let me just say, I, I love that somebody has finally taken my advice. You know, I can say it till I'm blue in the face of like, you need to find a niche topic and become best at that topic and then you'll have some success with your show and people say, oh, yeah, like I'm going to interview people about becoming a successful entrepreneur. And I'm like, okay, you and 100,000 other people. So congratulations on niching down and really, you know, carving out a nice slice of a very valuable and important pie for that T bar. So congrats on that. And for me. Thank you. What did my interview flow look like when it was being stewed around in my mind back in 2012? I was saying, listen, what are the things that I love most about the interviews that I listen to on other people's shows? What are the things I like least about the interviews on other people's shows? And I really realized that I was super drawn in to the stories. I loved hearing when people talked about their failures, about their absolute screw-ups, because I would learn so much. And I would say, wow, I now know what to avoid. And that's something I definitely would have done had I not heard that. And I realized that so many people shied away from those conversations because it just you know, wasn't fun and sexy to talk about. And I said, what if I went straight at that, right for the jugular, my first question on every podcast for the first 2000 episodes was, what is your biggest entrepreneurial mistake? What is your biggest failure? And I would really force people to tell that story. That was to me setting the stage for everything and I loved hearing the stories and Fire Nation did too.
1: Wow, it's pretty awesome. And you know, I suppose a lot of listeners will know who you are and your podcast. <laughs> And um, I want to focus on the evolution. So as an interviewer, what are some of the things that you focused on to become better? And also, how did you develop this interview flow? Because you kind of like changed it a little bit. So it was a daily show in the beginning. And if I'm not mistaken, after 2000 episodes, right, you changed.
0: You are correct. After 2,000 episodes, after five and a half years, I said, you know what? I'm gonna spice things up a little bit. I'm gonna change the interview flow. But for me, for those first 2,000 episodes, I wanted to pull out some very critical stories. I've already mentioned people talking about their biggest failure. That's why I moved next into, okay, we talked about your biggest failure. I'm glad that you were authentic, genuine, and transparent and vulnerable about that. Now let's talk about your biggest aha moment. Like what was the moment that you actually had this idea that you then were able to turn to success. Because I loved how people would talk about, you know, like the shower moment or when they were just like on the train or when, you know, they were watching TV one night and then all of a sudden it just hit them over the head of like, oh my God, that is exactly what I need to do. And then of course, the evolution of that idea into a successful business because everybody can have an idea. But those people on my show had evolved that idea, had matured that idea into a successful business. So that was a very fascinating story. Then I just love to say, hey, you know, what are you excited about right now? Because I think it's really important that we know what successful entrepreneurs, smart entrepreneurs, intelligence, human beings are excited about right now, because that's something that we should probably at least have on our radar. And then, of course, after the sponsorship break, I dove into... The lightning round. And I pretty much had the exact same six questions with a couple, you know, slight adjustments over the years um, where I would ask the lightning round questions, which was a quick question and then a quick answer. And man, I had a lot of fun with that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you've mentioned the story a couple of times. So this is one thing I try to incorporate in interviews. And my interviews are totally different. So I usually prepare for each of the guests and I try to come up with basically a storyline and then I try to figure out what I wanna put into the bigger story. So little stories in the story and stuff like that. And I was just wondering when you conducted these interviews, I mean, a daily show, I suppose you had some challenges when it comes to interviewing that many people. What were some of the skills that you needed to improve or what were some of the processes that you needed to put in place in order to be able to do that?
0: So the biggest skill I needed to grow, I'm gonna go there first, and if you wanna talk about processes, we can do that afterwards, is I had to listen. So many people don't listen when they're interviewing other people. They're so focused on what the next question is that they're gonna ask. They're so focused on being nervous and how they sound, and they're so nervous on all these things, which I get, I understand. It's the part of the maturing process, but, I had to train myself to listen, to actually listen to what they were saying so I could ask very meaningful and poignant questions when it came time for me to give my feedback and my thoughts on what they had just shared. So that was critical. I wasn't able to do that at the beginning, but I was able to evolve into a much better listener. And I like to use the word curiosity. You know, I ensured that I was curious about what they were talking about because when you're curious, you really do lean in and and listen with a lot more focus.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more, to be honest with you. Uh, One barrier for me, and it's happening right now because I am super nervous. And when I'm super nervous, it's harder to get into this flow state. And when I get into the flow state, it's easier to listen. So I'm just curious, when did you get to the point, right, where, where you could hone into this skill listening and uh, what can people do to improve this scale?
0: Episode 480, I can remember it very clearly. So about a year and a half of doing it every single day. And so what can people do? Uh, they can do the thing. They can actually podcast. They can work on interviewing other people. They can hone their skills, their craft, they can work on it. So many people, and you see this all the time in Podcasters Paradise T where whoa man, like I'm doing all these marketing things and I'm social media this and you know I'm TikToking that and all these different and I'm like, how much time are you working on your podcast? Because you know, if you want to be a social media expert, that's great and you should do that. But if you want to be a podcaster how much time are you working having a better podcast? Because you can bring as many earballs to your podcast as possible. And if your podcast sucks, none of it matters because nobody's going to listen, nobody's going to subscribe, nobody's going to recommend it to their friends. So before anything, make a better podcast.
1: Yeah, John, you know, I couldn't agree more. And I have to be honest, you know, after one year, <laughs> I eventually heard what you were saying with this, right? So actually that inspired me to start this podcast because I was like, okay, so do I really know how to create great content for your listeners? Do I really know how to interview people properly? And basically that was the one of the reasons, one of the selfish reasons I started this podcast. Yeah, and was it wasn't like, even okay.
0: selfish. It was just like, the answer was no. When you ask yourself that question, you didn't know. And you know that's frankly one reason why I repeat myself a million times and I'm proud of it. And people like Gary Vaynerchuk, he says the same thing. He's like, I say like the same three things over and over again, because A, it's all I know, and B, it's true. And so like I repeat myself too, and I know that someone like Tibor is not going to hear me for the first 364 times, but by episode 365, something's going to finally get through that thick skull of yours, and you're going to do it. And now you're doing it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was like, in order to stand out with my podcast, I really have to hone my craft as a podcast host and interviewer. And you also kept talking about this in Podcaster's Paradise. And that is how I started to look for resources on how to become a better interviewer. And as I did so, I was a little bit disappointed because I didn't find too many resources on this topic. And that is why I decided to launch this podcast to help those podcasters who are serious about their show. They want to stand out with their content and they want to create a better audio experience for their listeners. And John, since you started with a daily show... What are some of the most important things you recommend focusing on if someone has a daily show? So listen,
0: when it comes to a daily show, you're not going to be able to wake up every single day, seven days a week and say, you know what? I'm gonna create an awesome show today. You might be able to do that two days a week or four days a week or for some special people, five days a week. But there's going to come a time you're going to wake up and you to be like the last thing I feel like doing is this show, and that's just normal because you are a human being with emotions, with you know feelings, with you know energy up high, energy down low. I mean, we are human beings; we're a roller coaster of emotions, and we always will be. That's just reality. So, one thing that allowed me to get through my five and a half years of a daily show was to say I'm going to commit one day per week, and I'm doing eight interviews every tuesday. And you know what? It sounds like a lot. And guess what it kind of is? Once, you know, once you build up to it it gets easier. It's like training for a marathon. It gets easier every single time you go out and add a little mileage to your last run. But for me, it was hey, this is my Super Bowl. Like Tom Brady wakes up every Sunday during football season and he goes out and crushes it. And then he can relax for the next five or six days. Like, yeah, he's still going to be looking at film and he's still going to be doing this and stretching. I get that. And and I do those things on the other six days of the week. Like, I'm still moving the ball forward in my business in different areas. But, you know, when it's Super Bowl Sunday, and for me, that was on Tuesdays, I woke up and I said, I'm going to crush it all day today. And by the way, today is one of my Super Bowl Sundays, because one day per month, I commit to being on other podcasts, and you are one of 20 interviews I'm conducting today, T T-Board and guess what? Number 20 is going to get the same energy, if not higher, than episode one, because I'm all in today. This is my day. I'm giving it all, and I can't wait.
1: Yeah, you know, I couldn't agree more, and I think one big takeaway for the listeners here is that they can batch interviews and they can pick one day during the week where they conduct interviews. And you know, it's much better to do so not just because you are more productive with the interviews, but really once you get into this flow of talking and interviewing, it becomes much easier than to conduct interviews here and there throughout the week. So I think another takeaway is really that once you are in that flow state of speaking and interviewing, you're going to feel like doing it even more and you become more and more inspired, especially if you have really inspiring guests on your show. And John, this leads to another topic, which is interview preparation and how much podcasters should prepare for an interview. So I'm just curious, how much do you prepare for an interview and how do you do this exactly? So there's
0: a lot of different ways to look at preparing for an interview. I think it's fantastic when I hear people say, you know what, I spent 20 minutes doing a deep dive on you, John, or I spent three hours researching you and doing all these different things, because I'm really going to ask you some questions that I, I you've never had before. And I'm like, oh, that's all great. Like I'm sure this will be a great interview as a result. At the same time, you have to be realistic. And for me, doing even 10 to 20 minutes of research for 365 guests per year was not gonna happen. So I said, I'm gonna take the different approach, which is fine as well, which is I'm gonna get to this interview basically as clueless as every one of my listeners. I'm gonna read the 30 word bio right before I call them up, but besides that, I might not know anything about these people and guess what, that's fine too because now I'm going into these interviews as curious and as clueless as my listeners, and so guess what? I'm gonna ask the right questions. I'm gonna ask the questions that they're probably having because I don't have that curse of knowledge. There's a lot of times when people know too much about something, and they just assume that their listeners know because they know it so well or it's just so obvious to them, but that's not the case. So I literally would skim my guests' 30-word bio, minutes, sometimes even seconds, before I would call them on Skype, and it always was amazing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. As you're saying, there are different ways to prepare for an interview. And I think it's important to figure out your own style based on your podcast's format, frequency, and the length of your episodes. Because if you have a daily show, for example, preparing for interviews can be a huge challenge. And so when it comes to becoming a better interviewer, John, what are some of the things that you felt? Wow, this is really working for me. So I'm going to focus on this thing and I'm going to double down on that scale.
0: So you need to realize that your listeners aren't sitting at a desk with a notepad and a piece of paper and a pen and feverishly taking notes. They're not doing that. They're driving, they're distracted, they're running, they're You know, like saying hi to people on the trail, they're walking their dogs, they're picking up poop, they're doing a bunch of other things while they're listening to your podcast. So, when your guest drones on for three or four or five minutes, which by the way, cut them off when they get much more than three or four minutes because that's just too long for one person to be talking at a time, you need to say, you know what? I'm going to take this moment now and I'm going to. Recount and summarize and really share the key takeaways that my guest just had. And that's so key because there's a lot of times where people are going to zone out. But then when they hear me come back on, they're going to be like, you know what, Tibor, here's a couple things I really took away from what you said. My listeners are kind of, they're going to tune back in. Like maybe they, you know, went on on a little bit of a dream state. You know, maybe they just like kind of lost focus for a while and that's that's normal, but I'm bringing them back in and I'm making them still engaged with the uh, interview because they don't feel like they've missed anything now because I'm telling them that I'm giving and recapping the most important points.
1: Wow. That's amazing. I couldn't agree more. And what I really like about Entrepreneurs on Fire is really that you turn to your audience, Fire Nation, and you literally summarize the key takeaways for them. And it happens to me a lot of times that I listen to a podcast while I'm on my way somewhere or I drive and something happens. And as you said, I zone out and I realized that I couldn't really hear what the conversation was about. But when you summarize it for the listeners, I think that really helps them re-engage with the content, as you said, which is amazing. So I think the key takeaway here for podcasters is just don't assume that your listeners focus on the conversation 100% all the time. Therefore, summarizing can help them re-engage with the content and conversation. I love that. So John, what's the best way to connect with you and learn more about you? And my last question is, what is your podcast vision for the future?
0: Listen, anybody that wants to learn more or connect with myself Eofire.com. Myself and Kate work really hard. We have a lot of free, amazing courses for entrepreneurs and podcasters, including freepodcastcourse.com. And I would love for anybody to listen to my podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire. And you know, my podcasting vision for the future is pretty simple. I want to keep things simple and I want to just say, hey, what does my audience, Fire Nation, struggle with? What are their obstacles? What are their challenges? And my goal is to always
1: provide the solution. Love that man. Thank you so much for being on this show. I'm on here. Thank you so much, John. Adios, brother. I appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Podcast Interview Mastery Show. If you feel inspired to hang out with other like-minded podcasters, make sure to join the podcast interview nation community at mindsethorizon.com forward slash interview nation. If you want to check out the detailed show notes, book recommendations interview tips and free resources, please make sure to head over to our website, MindsetHorizon.com forward slash interview. I really hope this episode's been highly valuable to you. I will catch you next time. And until then, be world class, my friend.